Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Am Lacey Unleashed podcast. My name is Lacey Shahili, and today I want to talk about what happens when you realize that what you're doing inside of your business is not what you want to do anymore. Um, this is pretty common. In fact, I would say that this was probably one of the biggest themes of my business last year inside of my mastermind and even inside of Intimate Coach Collaborative. And it really started in 2021 where women would come to me. They were health and fitness coaches. They had gotten into the coaching space. They were super, super passionate about coaching health and wellness. And somewhere along the way, they had, I'm going to use the word transcended, teaching a bunch of people about macros. And when you get here, it's actually incredibly frustrating because the work that you do starts to feel like it's below you. And I don't say that in like a negative way, but it feels like you're somebody that's in a cubicle typing up reports all day into a spreadsheet when in your heart you know you are the person that should be running the business that is governing and managing and overseeing and creating the ideas that then trickle down into the spreadsheets. This is simply a symptom of knowing that you want more. And I often think that coming across these times is juxtaposed when we're going through something personal that shifts us as well. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients go through something really personal childbirth, a divorce, a family shift, a move. And alongside those big personal changes comes a big desire to actually move up and away or sideways from what you've been doing inside of your health coaching business. It was said to me years ago, And I think many of you guys can agree that health and fitness, health and wellness is like the portal. If you look at a lot of the really big names in the coaching space, they started as health and wellness coaches. I'm going to throw out a few names. Um, Lori Harder started in health and wellness. My former mentor, Jen Kennedy, she spent about a year being a health and wellness coach. Um, Stephanie Hewson, she was a mentor I worked with last year. She started as a health and wellness coach. All of these women transcended having their business as based solely on health and wellness and decided they wanted more. And this looks different for everyone. I can tell you, and I think I said it in yesterday's podcast, or maybe that was, I, I recorded yesterday's podcast, which I've gotten a ton of feedback on. You guys, like, um, I basically sent an email and I was like, the whole email is today is that you need to click this podcast. And I've never had so many clicks on an email. I think my email click rate was like 30% yesterday. <laughs> There's been a lot of listens to that podcast, but I recorded it twice and I'm so glad that I did. But one of the things that that I can remember was like my first inkling that I needed to move up and away from just being a health and nutrition coach was a conversation I had in November, 2020 with 
a man named Elron. And Elron actually was working with Amanda Bucci at the time. He was a big part of her business. Love him. He and I have had some incredible conversations. In fact, it's been about a year since we've talked, but the last time we talked, we got off the Zoom and he's like, we really should have recorded that because that would have been an epic training because we can just spitball. He's like a sales and marketing guru. He came into the first two rounds of Intimate Coach Collaborative to teach sales and marketing. But I remember in November of 2020, I was on an enrollment call for Amanda's Mastermind And he said, what do you really want? Like, what do you really want this next year? And we were on a Zoom. I was sitting in my closet as I worked at the little closet I worked in. And I looked him straight in the eyes and I said, I don't want to help Susan from New Jersey with her fiber anymore. And my clients know this reference because I say it regularly, like, I just, I can't help Susan from New Jersey with her fiber anymore. And Susan from New Jersey was actually a real person. Um, Susan was a very sweet lady. She was somebody that was in her, I think she was in her early 70s. I was teaching her how to eat. And I don't know if you guys have ever coached somebody in their 70s, but it's kind of like pulling teeth, like you're undoing 60 years of diet culture programming, like diet culture programming that's gone back to World War II. You're like undoing that so hard. And they're in a different stage of life. So like the aesthetic goals are just really not there. And also old people, I say the word old people knowing that full well, some of you guys believe that I am old at age 40 and it's fine. It's cool. I can tell you my tits are still perky. They are. Everyone that DMs me, Lacey's tits are perky is going to get a prize today, possibly. Anyways, side note. Um, I realized that like she was older, but it was like older people, they have like jars of candy and stuff. Like anybody got like a mom or a grandma that there's like, friggin' like Werther's and like Jolly Ranchers and Hershey Kisses and like little Milky Way candies all over their house. And they're just like snick snacking on them. Like their blood sugar's on a roller coaster, but they're, they're through menopause. They haven't worked out in 20 years and getting them to eat a goddamn vegetable is so hard because they're ingrained to be like, oh, I lose weight by doing the special K diet. Like that was Susan from New Jersey. And at the time I was so frustrated. I think I had done her check-in that day and I was so frustrated with this woman that just wouldn't move forward. And I was so conscious of the fact, like I am literally trying to undo 60 years of diet culture. Like seriously, like diet culture, like like, women couldn't even like get a credit card or buy a house when she was like living in her like prime of her twenties and thirties, like came from a different era. And I told Elrond, I just simply cannot help women like that anymore. And he kind of laughed and he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to help coaches know how to help the Susans from New Jersey's better, which kind of sounded funny because I didn't really feel like at the time I was helping Susan from New Jersey all that well. But that was the beginning of me really deciding like, I want to do something more. Now, at the time, I was an assistant coach. Many of you guys know I was an assistant coach for a larger program. So I was already working with coaches and I was really lit up by it, but I had no idea how I was going to do it. 
Fast forward to the very first round. Was it the first round? In the, in the first or second round of Intimate Coach Collaborative, that's really when I started to get, it was the second round. The second round, I really started to get women that had decided they wanted to do something different. I will never forget, there was a woman in one of my first couple of rounds, still friends with her today, She's on my email list. I think she listened to my podcast yesterday, so she might listen to this and she, she's going to go, that's me. And I remember our first call where I was talking about the nervous system. She was literally, she was on the call, but she was laying on the floor in her bedroom and I can literally see it. I couldn't even see her. All I could see was the bed and the door and I couldn't even see her. She was laying on the floor and I remember going like, hey, are you still there? And she sat up and she's like, I don't even know what to do with my life after this call. And I kind of giggled and I was like, well, then I guess I'm doing my job. And throughout that experience, she started to kind of come alive with like, I'm not doing what I know I should be doing. And after Intimate Coach Collaborative finished, she actually told me, she's like, I'm not going to continue working with you. And I was like, okay, fair enough. We've never worked together since. We've stayed close. My dogs are barking. I really hope that that doesn't become a thing right now because I really like this way this episode is going. Um, I never worked with her again. We're still close, still chat. She went in a completely different direction to learn a completely different skill. She has since gotten a divorce. She's in a new relationship. She's lived in multiple places and she does something that is so wildly different than what she was doing before. I think most people that meet her now probably wouldn't believe if she was the person she was two years ago. And this has happened more than once inside of my containers. I've had coaches that are health coaches move into being coaches in more of the life coach or somatic or breathwork space. I have had health and fitness coaches branch out and teach more about sexual health. I've had health and fitness coaches really niche into something really narrow that's, you know, might have a part of macros, et cetera, but is more defined by like, you know, doing intensive work with like the pelvic floor. I've had a lot of coaches pivot with me. And I think one of the best things for a coach that's feeling this way, like, oh my gosh, I feel like there's so much more, is to have somebody that recognizes that this is just a normal part of the process. I think if I were to ask any of you, and this is a question that I've asked before, fast forward 15 years from now, do you still see yourself doing the things that you're doing now the way you're doing them? I think a lot of you would say no, and that's okay. There's no shame. I think a lot of times when coaches start to feel this way, they feel like they are like going against what they set out to do, or they don't feel worthy of transitioning, or they don't feel supported transitioning, or they feel like they're going to be a hypocrite. And this is why, and I did a podcast about this a couple of, it's been a month or so ago. I don't like the phrase burning down your business anymore. I understand it. I've used it before, but I don't like the phrase burning down your business. Why? Because I don't think when you start to get this feeling that this is you burning down your business, this is just you allowing your next evolution. 
burning something down is God. I said this in another podcast is such a negative connotation. It, it insinuates that what you're doing now is wrong or bad or needs to be decimated and forgotten about. No, what you're doing now has what has led you to the place where you can now open your eyes and see, I am meant to do something different. When we can look at what we're doing and go, I don't need to burn this down, but I need to start to slowly evolve into my next iteration. It's such an easier process. This is why I'm not always a fan. I will say I'm not always a fan of someone doing health and wellness and then all of a sudden one day doing an about face and being like, I'm not a health and wellness coach anymore. Now I'm a this. That's a really scary thing to see. And I've seen that fail a few times because I sometimes think, a lot of times I think it's too much too soon. It's too much too soon. And when you do something too much too soon, it can be too big of a shock for your nervous system. When it's too big of a shock for your nervous system, you're not going to be able to hold it because evolving can be hard. It can look an awful lot like an ego death. It can look an awful lot like an ego death and ego deaths are hard. So if you all of a sudden torch everything you're doing and move directly into doing something else, that thing that you were is gone. And then you just have to rely on the new and that can be right for some people, but for other people, it can be too much of a shock to their nervous system. And then there's that backpedaling of like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. All of a sudden I shouldn't have burned it down. I should have just like maybe made the bonfire a little bit smaller and like just kept a little bit. I think there is value for a lot of people in titrating into the direction. I love the word titrate and I use that word a lot because you guys, I have special needs kids and we have to titrate medicine. We have to titrate habits. We have to titrate walking distances. Like we're always titrating. We're always like slowly increasing because again, too much too soon. Liana right now, she can only walk with this huge behemoth of a brace on. Starting next week, we're hoping that she can start walking a little bit without the brace. We can't all of a sudden take the brace off and be like, here you go, start walking in your walker. We have to do it slowly. Otherwise, she could get injured. This is the same thing that happens with your clients. You've ever had a client that comes to you that all of a sudden is like, I'm working out six days a week. And then like two weeks later, they're like, my knees hurt. And you're like, well, yeah, you did it too much too soon. I believe that if you're going to make these transitions, you want to do it in a way that makes sense for you and your nervous system and where your nervous system is at. It makes sense for what you need financially. It makes sense, like if, you, if I've got a client, I'm gonna give you an example. If I've got a client that's a health and fitness coach and they wanna transition into more life coaching. If they have a husband that has a successful job that can take care of all of the bills while they play in the strategy of making this transition and they have the freedom to allow their business not to be the main thing that puts food on their table, yeah, absolutely. You might be able to be like health and fitness coach one day, life coach for astronauts the next day. But if I've got somebody that is on their own, paying their bills, they rely solely on their business, they don't have a lot of cash reserves. 
I'm not going to tell them to decimate their business one day and start another new business the next day. That's bad advice. There's a right way to do this. There's a wrong way to do this. And that's going to look different for everyone. But I do think it's something that if you're feeling this, you are allowed to lean into it. You don't have to stay where you're at. And if you're feeling this for a longer period of time, you can explore it. It doesn't mean that you're going to have the answers quickly. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's going to be incredible. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden everything is going to make sense. It just means that you've made a decision. I still have my health and wellness coaching business. I am also a business coach. I've chosen to do both. And the reason why I've chosen to do both, the reason why I've never given up my health and fitness business is because when I zoom out, I see that I am such a more effective business coach when I'm still really tapped into the industry that I coach a lot. And also, I really do love my team. And also, I really am still passionate about teaching women how to take care of their bodies. So I've always decided to do both. Many people have told me that I should have given up the other. And at the beginning of the year, when we retransitioned everything inside of our business to what we're doing now, there were a few opportunities where I could have said, hey, you know what? We're we are pulling back revenue. We are changing this and it's feeling a lot harder than I had. And I'm just going to go ahead and take, I'm just going to stop this. I could have done that. I didn't because at the heart of it, I'm still really passionate there. And so I allow myself to still be really passionate there and also recognize that it's made me better for my clients in so many ways. And I love that. If I ever felt disconnected from it, I would explore that. I haven't gotten there yet. It's been two and a half years now. I started business coaching on my own around December-ish, January-ish, 2021. We're sitting here in September of 2023. It's been a while. So I just want to encourage you guys, if you're feeling dissatisfied in your business, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, there's got to be more, You can explore that. I think the way you explore that is going to look different for every person. This is definitely something we're going to talk about inside of Elevated Coach once we get into the part where we talk about core values and drivers and like the direction that you want to go. Um, But this is also something that I work with people privately on. I've had many clients transition successfully. Um, You know, my very first client that I coached one-on-one for business. Um, We finished our container earlier this year after over two years together. Um, She is the epitome of the dream. Her health and fitness business paved the way for her to get into a business that she dreamed of, which was uh, facilitating luxury retreats. And in doing that, She's also now been able to expand her business to owning properties and having rental income. So now her coaching business opened the door 
to her having other revenue streams and other businesses and to doing what she's truly passionate about doing. She still does health and fitness, but it's in the way that she wants to do it on her terms. And what a beautiful thing that is. I look at her all the time and I'm so proud and you know, we still talk pretty regularly. This is the thing with a lot of my clients after we finish long ass containers, um, we're just, you know, we're just text messaging. We just transition into friends. That's, I love that that way. Um, and so I see that for her and I love that. And I believe that that is available to so many of you guys too. It's going to look different. I want to encourage you to lean into that nudge. If this has inspired you, please let me know. I hope you have an incredible day and I will talk to you soon.